Welcome to Con Café for the 27th day of June, year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Pastor Adi Wadabed. So glad you could join us. I praise God for you. I thank God for you. I love you. And I thank you for being a part of this ministry. I pray this ministry help us reach as many people as we can to that freedom that God offers to us. Uh, I wish um, you could understand how important it was for Paul, whom we're going to study here in a bit, for you to hear this message, for you to understand this message, for you to accept this message, and for this message to become a, that which defines you. I've been doing this devotional in written form since 1999. And uh, I thank God for the number of people that have read, listened, or even viewed these stories and experiences that God has blessed me with, all for the sake of helping people know how important they are to God and how they matter to God, how you matter to God, and how important it is you understand that God loves you, God cares for you, and God wants the best for you. So today we're looking at the letter of Paul to the Romans. Some call it the gospel according to Paul. Chapter 6, verses 12 to 23, in that modern paraphrase version we call the Message Bible. And the devotion is called Set Free. And I pray you hear it, be blessed by it, and let it be a part of that which defines you. Are you ready to hear God's word? I am. Let's hear it, verse 12. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full-time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin, sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. So, since we're out from under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Since we're free in the freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last react. But offer yourselves to the ways of God, and the freedom never quits. All your lives you let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you've started listening to a new master. One whose command set you free to live openly in his freedom. I'm using this freedom language because it's easy to picture. You can easily recall, can't you, how at one time the more you did just what you felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, the worse your life became and the less freedom you had. And how much different is it now as you live in God's freedom? Your lives healed and expansive in holiness. As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with the right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? <laughs> what did you get out of it? Nothing you're proud of. Where did it get you? A dead end. But now that you've found you don't have to listen to sin tell you what to do and have discovered the delight of listening to God telling you, what a surprise, a whole, healed, put-together life right now with more and more of life on the way. Work hard for sin your whole life and your pension is death. But God's gift 
is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus, our Master. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Friends, have you ever been trapped in a place where you didn't want to be? My hiring experience was in an elevator some years ago, not for a long time, but I knew I was trapped in the elevator until it decided to open its doors. But the initial scare made up for the brevity of that whole experience. How about you? While most of us have not been in a physical situation like an elevator or jail, but it could have been a relationship or a habit. And those you find are equally powerful and strong. And as Paul sees it, sin can be the worst prison to be in. And he's right. I know from experience. And so do you. And sin can lead to the death penalty. If you're not sprung from sin and the captivity of sin, it's going to lead you to your eternal death. But Paul knew the way out. That's why Paul preached. Paul preached the way out because he believed that and because he had lived it. And the seriousness of all things is that Paul says, once we are free, we should stay free. Let's say your sin is a desire for double fudge chocolate cake. I'm just making that up. <laughs> okay. Now, once you have set yourself free from that cake, for whatever reason, you should stay away. This modern version says that the freed person should not get, should not get chocolate cake or should not give chocolate cake a vote in the way you conduct your lives. We who love chocolate cake know just how sneaky cake can be. Cake knows us by our first name. Heck, Cake knows, our, cake knows our nickname and with its sweet voice can tell us to vote for chocolate cake. Now, Paul stresses in the next verse, don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life, meaning just by walking by that sneaky devil of a cake can be more than we can take. Remember Eve? The first lady, when told she could freely eat of any tree in the garden by God, she believed the serpent when the serpent twisted the truth and asked Eve if she was not allowed to eat from any tree. Eve responded that she was not allowed to even touch that forbidden tree. Now, God hadn't said anything about touching it, meaning she had run more than one little errand by the tree, for that tree, like that cake, called to her. Until that day, with the tempter's prompting, she did eat and handed the delicious piece of that fruit to her husband, so both were now guilty. Paul admonishes the believer, which is you and me, to give themselves wholeheartedly and full time to staying alive because in sin they were as good as dead. But now free from sin by Jesus, they have been raised from the dead. Sin can't tell you how to live. Now, sin does tell the captives how to live. The drug addict sometimes cannot hear freedom's voice when the drug is tugging or pulling at his or her very being. And the voice of freedom is sometimes muffled by the loudness of that drug 
or that drink or that temptation that drives the captive to weakness. The only way we can get sin to shut up is to follow Paul's urging to offer ourselves to the ways of God and the freedom will never quit. God's voice is the loudest if we seek to hear it and to realize that God is the new master, not sin. Now, Paul reminds the believer that we should remember when we were led to obey sin and disobey God. We were led by the flesh. We did whatever we felt like doing. We were ignoring God. We were not living a free life. The path to our destruction was on a fast track. And had it not been for Jesus, we would still be here. Our delight should now be in the delights of knowing God and serving God. Ours is now, as Paul describes, our whole healed, put-together life now, with more and more of life on the way. Paul also shares the truth that work hard for your sin, your whole life, and what's your pension? Death. But God's gift, God's gift is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus, our Master. The Apostle Paul loved God. The Apostle Paul loved Jesus. The Apostle Paul loved the Holy Spirit. And because he loved God, he also loved the people, you and me, as we read this letter. He also loved the people that God called him to preach to. His entire life after his face-to-face encounter with the risen Christ was about his faithfulness and genuine fruitfulness because of the love he felt to those who were responding to the message of salvation. Paul's desire, like most preachers, pastors, and evangelists, is to help those who surrender to Christ to stay alive and in the new life which they have accepted in Christ Jesus. That same love was in the voice that led you to Jesus. Whoever told you about Jesus wanted life, the fullness of life, when she or he preached that and wants you to stay in that life. Dear one, whatever you're feeling, wherever you find yourselves right now, remember the love you felt when you gave your heart to Jesus. And know this, Jesus still loves you. The clergy person who shared Jesus with you loves you. You are a loved person. And you deserve to enjoy the new life that was given to you away from sin and its destructive ways. Let's pray. God of love and mercy, we thank you for the mercy and love shown me. Let us stay free from the attraction of sin. Let us be persons who can tell others about the love that you have for all people. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I pray this has brought you a blessing. If you have subscribe, click the like button, click the little heart or whatever is near you to let people know and forward it to someone so that they can know that you've been blessed. I pray you do have a a great blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. I want you to pray for that person who shared Jesus with you. Now, if that person is now in the presence of God, you know, he or she died some years ago, pray a prayer of thanks to God for that person that was your pastor or was your mentor or your spiritual advisor. And thank God for Jesus being real in your life now. I pray you receive my blessings of love and peace. And I again remind you, I love you and I thank God for you. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.